Before we start today's show, I wanted to talk to you about your horse's cinch. I remember as a kid getting my first pair of sweats. Now I'm a bit old, and it was a long time ago. I was running cross-country and wrestling, and of course, I had to have this pair of heather gray sweats with not a whole lot of elastic in the waistband. But instead, it had this really thin piece of cotton twine used as a drawstring. A string that, by the way, got lost in almost every washing. To keep the pants up, I had to pull really tight and snug that string around my waist. By the end of the run or my workout, I had a red band around my skin from that string. Your cinch is like that with your horse. Thankfully, the people at Total Saddle Fit have come up with a solution. The Shoulder Relief Cinch. The Shoulder Relief Cinch has cutaways to give your horse more comfort throughout his range of motion. Over 10,000 riders rely on the benefits of the Shoulder Relief Cinch. I've got mine that I use on my quarter horse mare Jessie and my Mustang Scratch. I want you to take a look at this innovative new piece of tack at totalsaddlefit.com. Check out the design. Then pick out your size, color, and material. Shipping is free, no matter where you live in the world. And there's a 30-day risk-free return policy. Go to totalsaddlefit.com. Click on Learn More under Shoulder Relief Cinch and see for yourself why this product will have you thinking differently about your cinch. 30 days, no risk guarantee, and free worldwide shipping. You owe it to your horse to go to totalsaddlefit.com and check out the Shoulder Relief Cinch. And thank them for supporting the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm John Hare. And you've found the place where we talk horses. Now, if you've listened to the show for very long, you'll know that I like to support other podcasters. When I learned about a podcast called Rain in Your Herd, I contacted April Hardeman, who is a co-host of the podcast. Found out that she is in Germany with her husband on military duty. And I asked her to come on the show and tell us all about her history with horses, her podcasts, and a few other things. Welcome to the show, April. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. What's the weather like in Germany? <laughs> it's crazy because it's kind of been like the south in the uh, United States. We've had a super sunny day the past couple days, and then today it was like an ice storm. We had hail, and it looked like we were going to have a thunderstorm, and we had some snow. <laughs> So it was a very moody day today. Oh, my gosh. And what branch of the service is your husband in? He's in the Army. He's a mechanic. How long have you been in Germany? Three years. Pretty much be three years to the date when we leave. Ah, so you get to come home finally. Yeah, yeah. About uh, one more month we're here. Well, that's great. Well, thank you for your service to the country and your husband's as well. I know it's probably just as tough on you as it is on him being away from home and your horses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been tough for sure. Yeah. Have you been away from horses for the three years you've been in Germany? Yeah. So my horse, my mom watched him for most of the time back in Georgia. That's home. And then recently my friend in Washington 
went and drove and picked him up so she could kind of ride him and get him back in shape for me and do some fun things with him. And then hopefully I'll go and ride him on the beach with her and then drive him back down to Texas, our next duty station. So you grew up in Georgia then? Yes. Yep. Georgia is home. Were you always around horses? Um, yeah, my mom was really big into horses and, um, she got her first horse when I was five and I was always hanging out around the barn and then I was fortunate enough to, uh, get my first horse for, as a Christmas gift and a little, I found out with a little training book and I was like, what is this for? And my mom's like, well, you're going to need that for your new horse. So <laughs> that was fun. Very cool. And what kind of things did you do with horses growing up? So my mom was really big into dressage, but the horse that I ended up getting was built more for Western disciplines. And it was kind of a learning experience as I was with him. He was kind of young and I was young, but um, we had a trainer working with us, so it wasn't too bad. When we were doing some Western pleasure, but it was just not so much fun. So I got into the horsemanship classes and the pattern classes, and he was built really well, so we did pretty well in halter. <laughs> wow. Now, uh, your website is Make It Rain, R-E-I-N, and you actually have an equine business. Did you start that while you were in Germany? Yes, I started it while I was in Germany. It was I had two part-time jobs, but... Um, I was pregnant and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do those jobs when she came because of the limiting childcare and just the time. So, and I had some of these uh, skills before I had come to Germany and I was like, well, no, you know, better time than now to start up my own business and really support the equine industry. And when I first initially started, I was like, I'm just going to, you know, help whatever businesses need my help online. I would love to have mostly equine clients. And then it kind of turned out that 90% of my clients were equine businesses. So it worked out. And that's when I changed my name to Make It Rain. So you said you had a lot of skills. What types of skills do you have and what type of services do you provide? I was working with Mary Phelps with Dressage Daily for like forever ago. And I was doing a lot of her uh, social media. She was doing like the media on all the Olympic courses and such. So I got really familiar with working with lots of website platforms and I'm um, doing all the techie things and behind the scenes that, you know, uh, some equine businesses really struggle with. I think the industry as a whole kind of struggle with getting on top of the technology in that kind of modern world sometimes. Cause I think it's funny sometimes that I still pay my farrier with a checkbook. <laughs> yes. most, <laughs> most people in my age are like, I don't even have a checkbook. So <laughs> I always still have one in my purse, but So I always wanted to help businesses take advantage of growing online and um, gaining that exposure. So I do a lot of social media, the email marketing, uh, even membership courses and such. I really help, like, want the trainers to know that they can help other people, even if they're not close to them and want to learn different techniques. Because we all know horses have so many different personalities and we can't always just follow the same teaching technique and we've got to help accommodate with them. Right. And do you see the equine industry moving to get more technologically? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's tons of people doing um, the courses now. I mean, even just to help with equestrians being better riders, there's just a ton of opportunity out there now. And it's still um, a growing spot. Um, There's still little gaps here and there. But it's and that usually they say what holds them back is the tech part. Like they want to do it, but they don't understand all the 
steps in between. And that's kind of where I come in. Cool. And that's something that you can do from halfway around the world. Yeah. <laughs> We're all connected, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's been really, I'm really fortunate with that. Now, if someone has their own equine business or thinking about developing their idea into a business, do you have one suggestion that you might make for them? Yeah, so if you're thinking of starting a business and you really want to, the um, biggest thing that kind of stops a lot of people is that they're scared that it's just not going to be perfect or what you think it should be. The biggest thing is just get started, like find the platform that you want to be on and just stay there and you be consistent and keep showing up. Um, another thing is I when I started, I reached out to a lot of people. I knew I wanted to be in the industry, so I reached out to a lot of people that were already in the industry and I asked them, do you have any advice? This is uh, These are my skills and such. And then that's how um, I started working with Mary because she's like, actually, I'm looking for an assistant that, you know, I need this help and such. And that's kind of how it started. So I think, you know, just not being scared to reach out because what's the worst thing they're going to say is no right. <laughs> or not even respond. And you're just going to be in the same spot you were anyway. So mm -hmm. putting in a little effort is definitely worthwhile. Yes, our last podcast was a lot to do with that. Pick your platform and stick with it. Does that mean like if you're a blogger, stick to your blog? If you're a YouTuber, stick to YouTubing and just keep showing up at that platform? Or, you know, if yeah. you're a podcaster, keep doing your podcasts. And yeah, yeah. So I like to say there's two different types of social media. There's um, you've got the actual really social ones, which are like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And then you have like your SEO platforms, which are blogging, YouTube, podcasts. And I, I kind of consider Pinterest as a SEO one. And it's good to have like one in each of those. Um, one, so you're getting engagement and talking to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And another one is SEO. So that way you're easily being found on uh, Google. So a lot of times I just say, you know, if you are blogging, then make sure either you're putting that on Facebook or Instagram so you get that traffic back to your blog. And the same goes for like YouTube or videos and such. Yeah, it's, those are your platforms is all those options. But just pick one or two of those and really stick to those and focus in on those and don't feel overwhelmed that you have to be at, you know, on every single platform at once. Right. Because sometimes when you bounce around too much, you you really lose connectivity with, mm -hmm. with the one platform. Right, right. The podcast is called Rain in Your Herd, and you have a co-host. Is it Laura Langfitt? Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. Tell us about the podcast and a little bit about your co-host. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we work really well together because I'm the techie side, and then Laura is really great at creating uh, copy um, and writing up all those captions and all that content that you see on websites. And she's just really great and can type up stuff in like uh, in a second. It's crazy. So what we've done is to help equine businesses learn that it's not so hard to get online and just give a lot of tips on how to use certain platforms, how to create awesome content. And like we talk about how to create stories with your content. Um, our last episode was just talking about take messy action because we've talked about how sometimes when we've done some of our recordings, we found that, oh crap, we lost that recording and had to start over. Or mm -hmm. when we even started our podcast that we're like, okay, well, we want to uh, launch this day. Okay, well, that means we have to record next <laughs> week. So <laughs> It's just like you got to just start. Like sometimes it feels a little overwhelming or scary, but it'll get easier. 
What listener are you targeting with your Rain in the Herd podcast? Yeah, so we're mainly targeting uh, equine businesses that are starting to get online and just being able to um, learn how to be online and what platforms that you would want to be on. Or uh, we even have bloggers that are equine bloggers or uh, photographers. There's farriers that go on, you know, they want to expand their business or see how it's easier to schedule clients with some online stuff, or um, they want to teach how to take care of your horse's hoofs more. So we kind of explain that, you know, there's a lot of opportunities online, even if you feel like your business is really more person to person, there's still options online. So we try to discuss that. Oh, that'd be great. Because I'll tell you, when I get it, contact my farrier, I send him a text. So telling him I need him. He sends me a text saying, okay, let me look at my schedule. Then two or three days later, he gets back and he says, is this day okay? I text him back, no, that's not okay. You know, <laughs> it's just uh, it's yeah. kind of a mess. But uh, technology would definitely help him out. That's uh, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tons of areas in the equine world that can really benefit. Yeah, even like just taking payment online and such for some of the farriers or other, you know, service-based like uh, massage therapists or such. And there's just a lot of opportunities to make their life a lot easier. And then when they want to do QuickBooks or any of their bookkeeping, it just easy transfers over and they don't have to have so many paper works or all their little booklets. I know they like to carry around to keep track of everything. I have listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast. I think it's well done. It's easy to listen to and there's some good information. There's a lot of people that email me that that are trying to start their equine business and want to figure out ways to get to get noticed. And I know you've got that search engine optimized for <laughs> Make It Rain and Rain in Your Herd podcast. But if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that? Probably just on my website, makeitrain.com with the R-E-I-N. And I mean, I'm on a lot of the platforms just either because I'm testing them for client purposes or I'm just always on there checking them. I like to be on Instagram a lot, but it's all make it rain on all the platforms. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy evening over there in Germany (laughs) and joining us on the Woe Podcast. It's been great fun. And we can't wait for you to get back in the States and back on your horse. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. That will do it for this episode. Thanks to April for connecting with me on Skype from halfway around the world. It never ceases to amaze me how wonderful horse people are. I hope you'll check out the Rain in Your Herd podcast with April Hardiman and Laura Langford. If you have an equine business, you'll want to join their Facebook group too. Networking and knowledge is what it's all about. April and I connected on Instagram. If you have a story you want to tell, email john at woepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter too. Just look for Woe Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. I would love to hear how you get this podcast and when you listen. Thanks again for subscribing and being a part of this horsemanship journey we are all on. I learn something new every day. So until next time, for Renee, this is John Harris saying, Go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. Mm-hmm.